0: All of us want to feel secure in our relationships. All of us want to feel like we have a place to not only feel loved, give love, and feel accepted. And uh, the more we do that in our own homes, the better they'll make smart decisions out in the world. everyone, we are Greg and Jackie Francis, and welcome to High Performance Parenting, where our passionate goal is to encourage you to raise champion children in a crazy world. Every week, we will bring you multiple episodes from our extensive experience of raising our six, <laughs> yeah, six. Happy, healthy, successful, godly kids who are confidently equipped to win big in life.
1: We deeply believe that any parent who is provided with the right knowledge and continual support can raise amazing kids. And when they do, all of our futures get better. If raising up future generations of absolute champions matters to you as much as it does to us, here's how you can contribute. Like and share this podcast with everyone you know. And together, let's embrace this journey of raising champion kids in a crazy world. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 5. Today we want to cover or at least begin covering one of the topics that we had described in a previous episode of what we think is so foundational to really being able to parent your children effectively. In fact, it's one of those like must-knows. Like if you don't have a background in this, if you're not equipped in this, if you don't have an understanding in this topic... It's really going to create extra challenges that are unnecessary. But I will tell you, it happens all the time, just through lack of knowledge. You know, the word, the word of God says, "My people perish for their lack of knowledge." I think that means that they struggle, that they, they, they. Um, They have to go through challenges that maybe they wouldn't need to if they just had more knowledge in this. So we want to share with you guys this topic of the five love languages in particular, of course, we're going to cover it for children. But, you know, for Jackie and I, a little background. I mean, it's interesting to me. We didn't even learn that there was such a thing as love languages or a love tank or the concept of this until... We first got married. I was 27. Jackie was 23 at that time, and we had lived our whole life never even hearing about this. So obviously, our parents were never taught this. They didn't understand this concept. So we probably are an example of somebody who grew up that you know just was unaware of this. You know, for for whatever reason, doesn't really matter. But man, when we learned this as a new married couple, it was pretty. I mean,
0: it was eye opening for us, and it really changed a lot for yeah. us. We were unaware on how to really fill each other's love languages, love tanks, and help each other become the best version of themselves, yeah. not because I was doing it for you or you were doing it for me, but we were doing it because we wanted to grow together,
1: yeah, and you know, just to, just to understand, we're going to go through what love languages are, but basically, everybody has one of five primary what they call love languages, which Jackie'll go over here in a second that helps fill what we call your love tank, right? And um, so a love tank, just look at it like you have an energy reserve, reservoir within yourself that if that love tank starts draining or getting low it makes it really really hard to function like you're actually designed to function and um no matter how hard you try and so we'll we'll talk more about that there's certain things that fill each person's love tank it's different for everybody that was an interesting concept to learn as adults because you know you don't even realize how much you're trying to do things for the other person that don't actually fill their love tank they take a lot of effort but they don't fill that love tank it's one of the things that we really focus on in our family, especially having six kids like we do, plus each other, if we don't understand each kid's love tank, primary and secondary love tank, then we would be spending so much time that doesn't produce the results that we want. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I would say that. And I think, you know, we all know that um, the number one place to find love is through God. And we know that. And then second to that are those that you are living everyday life with, right? To help us all feel love appreciated whatever it may be and so like greg said you know this this concept of five love languages just seemed um you know pretty pretty revolutionary to re, revolutionary to us
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and, so the so the concept came from the for the adults the book is the five lovingages by gary chapman and for the kids huh
0: yeah it's uh five lovingages for children uh gary chapman ross campbell And together they wrote this. It's a fabulous book. If you get a chance to review it, great. And if not, we're going to go over a couple of um, key points that we got out of it that's helped us through the last 14 years of being parents. Um, And just so you understand, there are five different love languages. Um, uh, And of course, you could put them into other words, but he kind of keeps it simple and tells us exactly what they are. And, And just so you understand what they are, number one, there's physical touch. That's one of them. Another one is words of affirmation. Another one is quality time. Another one is gifts. And another one is acts of service. And at any given time, they can change. um, But primarily during different seasons of your life, uh, you know, you're, you feel like one of them probably fits you better. Um, And (laughs) I I think.
1: think, I think you've had all of them over years.
0: I'm sure I have, (laughs) depending on my season of life. I think I have had all of them or needed all of them. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, when you you know add all the kids in, there's so much more that they need that we weren't aware of. And so when we sat down and we started thinking about this uh, in this amazing book, it kind of actually helps walk you through some questions, and we're going to get to that too, on how to find your child's love language. Because we each kind of think we know what ours is yeah. until we slow down enough to actually concept what each one really is. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think is so important, though, is um, when you feel loved, you naturally feel more confident. Mm -hmm. So children, you know, don't know how to ask us as parents for us to fill their love tank. Right. They are just children. They don't have the words or the capacity to explain to us what they need or want. Sometimes they act out in negative ways. We might not understand why. And the truth is they're just not feeling their love tank filled.
1: Yeah. And so they're acting different than they're actually designed to act and don't even they look like little crazy people sometimes and you don't well, even know and, what's happening. And
0: we, as parents, are maybe disciplining them or doing things. Right. And, and although Or
1: making they, big assumptions that make, you know our kids just like a mess or that they're not that smart in this or that they're rebellious or whatever. But right? the
0: truth is they just don't feel confident with the the their need for love right now, and they don't know how to explain it to us. And so once we started studying our children a little better, it got so much easier for us to be able to give them what they needed, and therefore, in in a way, just like we plan you know, everything in our life, right? If you're going to go have a trip or if you have a business meeting or if you're trying to accomplish big goals, we started planning how to actually show and express love to our children in a way that they actually needed it and not just in a way sometimes that was comfortable because some of our children's love languages aren't necessarily our first or my first love language but it is for them and if they needed it i need to get out of my comfort zone to provide that for them so that they too can feel confident and loved at their young age so that they can go out there and feel better in the world that is trying to break them down every single day
1: yeah so like step one is Okay, just recognize that this is a real thing. It is. I mean, it's a it's a legit thing. In fact, if you ignore this, it'll bite you in the butt later. I think you know because you'll be trying to, you'll be trying to equip a champion kid. But if you're trying to do it in a way that doesn't equip them, that doesn't fill them, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. You know, it's it's interesting you bring up the whole thing that kids don't know how to um, express, you know, what they are feeling and what they need because they just don't have the capacity. But even as adults. You know, I can think back to even us or other people that we've coached and mentored along the way. It's like even adults, it isn't that we don't know that we need something. We know we need something. But the way that we express it is like, let's say that my love language is physical touch and yours is gifts. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here feeling like I need more touch and I feel empty because of it. I feel lonely because of it. I feel like, why wouldn't you want to? It makes my mind race like... You know, does she not love me as much as I thought she did? All these different kind of things that start happening. So then what's my natural tendency? My natural tendency, if I don't understand this, is to try to touch you more. I'm trying to give you what I need, hoping you'll respond. And then when you don't, it makes it worse. And then, you know, if I'm not a gift person and you are, okay, then all of a sudden I... I am um, never giving you anything. And you're Mm -hmm. trying to give me gifts. I just want you to hold my hand, but you're giving me gifts. And I'm just like, will you stop giving me this stuff? Because (laughs) I'm just going to toss it. It's too much, right?
0: Well, and really, it comes down to communicating about this. You know, even like with our children everything, just like you said, and giving real examples of what you really want. And so slowing down, even with each of our children, A, when they were younger, we stirred all five languages with them all five love languages with them. In fact, until the age I think of about five, they say, like yeah. most children need all five of them because yeah. they don't even know yet what right. they doing. Right, so every time you they see
1: them, you're giving them little hugs and you're kind of loving on them and him holding their hands. We're holding their hands whenever we're walking and next to them. And we tell them how much we love
0: them and so how so smart we're giving they them, are. So them we're giving them
1: words by that, right, and, and encouragement. Then
0: and then we're doing extra service because obviously we're taking them time. Too. Well, yeah. and extra service, right? We're serving them all day long, right? Yeah. yeah, And then, you know, add just all of it. And it's, you know, when they're young... You know, you just keep doing it, right? You go through this season where you're there, everything for love. Yeah. And then as they get a little bit older, you realize quickly, okay, well, if I go and let's say one of our children, you know, is physical touch, and that is the truth for us, like we have a couple of them like that. If all we do though is keep bringing them a gift, I mean, yes, of course, they're going to be thankful for the gift, but at some point they're going to think to themselves, I really just wanted some hugs today, or I just wanted to hold your hand. Yeah. Or I just wanted to enjoy some time with you, yeah, because um, I'm a quality time person, or whatever it may be. And for us personally, you know, um, we wanted to take the time to learn all of our kids' love languages because we cared as much about doing things for them that they needed and wanted, and also enough for them to feel confident in the future. Yeah, you know, we, like I just said earlier, we we plan so much in our lives. We decided to start planning out how to give more of the the real needs our kids needed so that they could feel confident in all areas of their life mm-hmm. and that also freed us up to not feel like um we were doing something for them that wasn't really helping them yeah and so um i think well, that's the concept of it yeah
1: because because confidence is everything yeah, yeah i mean it really is i mean i, I have a, a friend that i remember him telling me one time i consider him a mentor in my life and a very successful person in a lot of categories and I remember him telling me about with his kids, they're a little bit older than ours, and he said, you know, the biggest thing that I'm always evaluating is like, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how confident do you feel in pursuing whatever it was, right? And he said, if there are anything less than a 10, he said, we're going to figure out how to get him to a 10 because I know that he's going to operate how God designed him to operate in that in, on that path. And so this one, as you mentioned, that having your love tank full Is for sure a major component to confidence. It is vital to understand this and apply this.
0: And security. All of us want to feel secure in our relationships. All of us want to be seen. All of us want to feel like we have a place to not only feel loved, give love, and feel accepted. And uh, the more we do that in our own homes, the better they'll make smart decisions out in the world. I've seen so many times where children out. Um, at school events or maybe sporting events or just at the park or whatever are acting out in ways that you can tell they're missing um, a component, which is probably the confidence of the love they feel at home. Yeah. And in today's world, then they seek it out in other ways, social media, yeah. or they're seeking it out in other parents or other friends. Right. They're, um, they're feeling drawn to go seek out other ways to feel loved. Yeah. And then in, in the end, they'll make poor decisions that long term they would never want to make or in a capacity where they felt their love tank was full they wouldn't make yeah. not that filling all the love language or love tanks of all your children is going to prevent them from doing anything wrong that is not the case but there is definitely a confidence in knowing when they do do something wrong they come back to mom and dad and together they can figure it out they're still loved no conditions always loved and then, therefore, they can move on with whatever the situation is yeah. and fix it.
1: Yeah. So you want to start talking through some of these? That yeah. Right? I mean, I think that... So it, the, let's, let's let's touch on the first one. Let's touch on um, physical touch. Okay. One of my favorites. <laughs> then you go ahead and explain a little <laughs> bit about it, if it's one of your well, favorites. Well, this is this is for sure mine. And um, it's interesting. After I learned this, it made me feel like I'm not such a crazy person. But just for me directly, and we'll talk about our kids here in a second, too, it's, it's wild. It's like... Um, you know, I can be sitting somewhere next to Jackie. And, you know, we're just sitting in a restaurant, we're sitting in the car, we're going somewhere, we're really not really doing anything. And I literally can be sitting there without trying, thinking, why is she, isn't she putting her hand on my leg right now? Why isn't she wanting to hold hands with me? Why doesn't she put her arm around me? And it's funny, it almost kind of makes me feel a little weird, like, why does this matter so much to me? But it does. And I know when, when Jackie makes the effort and just does little things, and you know, puts, puts a little touch on me here and there in general thing. I'm not even talking about anything like crazy or weird. I'm just talking about just little simple things. It's, it's wild how literally I can almost feel it fill my love tank. Like I can almost feel my meter go up, you know? And so, so physical touch is one where someone is just hungry for, you know, having some kind of physical interaction. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's just the, it's the kid that wants to hold your hand. It's the, you know, kid who always wants a hug um, it's a and kid it doesn't who doesn't have to be always, for any
0: special occasion, It's right. just because they want to sit on like... your
1: lap, you know, they want, they want to sit right when you sit in a couch, they don't sit, they sit right on you. Like even if you're hot, <laughs> like they're sitting and they're snuggling up next to you. I mean, it, yeah. Right? Rubbing feet or
0: just, yeah. you know, um, you know, massaging your back, or like the girls always like it when somebody comes up and combs their hair, or just plays with it, or whatever the case may Remember be. Remember
1: Chrissy with her uh, when she's a baby, when she'd say, "Rub my back." Remember? She-
0: yeah, one of ours, Chrissy, when she was young, um, I'd put her in her crib, and um, she's a physical touch. We knew early on, yeah. um, but I would put her on, she'd go rub my back. And she would tell me every time. Because and she can hardly
1: talk yet. She when she learned those words, she reminded you like every night, every day, nap
0: <laughs> and evening time. Rub my back, mom. Yeah. And um, it wasn't really in a st- like a question or like it was like a statement. It was like yeah. rub my back. But I will tell you that was her comfort. You know what I mean? And um, I think as parents, you know, sometimes we forget that that act of going out and holding their hands or rubbing their back or playing with their hair or even you rubbing feet. I mean, Greg was just giving an example that... Um, you know, when the children are rubbing his feet, when they're just, you know, watching us like golf or something like that on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, you know, we'll be, or, we'll be
1: like, I'll be sitting on a couch and, uh, it, and my son, he'll be sitting on the other section of the couch and we're kind of a, a ways away from each other, watching golf on a Sunday. And next thing you know, our feet end up touching, you know, no matter how far apart we are, <laughs> like our feet, they're just barely touching, but we're touching, you know, and then, and then even if we move around next thing you know, somehow we're still touching. Right. And, and it's funny.
0: And love and physical touch is one of the easiest ones to give. Because it doesn't take anything more than putting your hand out or just reaching out or snuggling in. Um, But sometimes it's one of those ones that we forget. Because if it's not your primary love language, you almost forget how important it is for somebody else. I remember when Drew was actually young, he'd be like two, and somebody would come in the house to maybe, you know, fix something, whether it was like a plumber or an electrician or whatever it may be. Next thing I knew, I found Drew holding the guy's hand, walking (laughs) around with him. And I'd be like. We don't know this guy. Please come over here. Let me hold your hand. He'd be like, oh no, he just giving
1: hugs out. Yeah, he He... would
0: just say that the, the worker would just be like, Oh, he told me he likes holding hands. I'm like, I swear we give him love, you know? Right. But if you know, if you don't understand that, our first reaction would be like Hey, Drews, like, I don't even know this person. Why are you holding his hand? Yeah. Like, we don't do that. And, like, almost coming down on him. Yeah. And not that there's not appropriate talk for that because there is, but understanding more that he just, that's how he expresses he likes somebody. That's how he expresses that he wanted love. So, you must want love. Let's right. all hold hands. Right. And we'll all be happy, is right. how he saw it. Right.
1: So, Drews has major physical touch. So does Abby. So does Chrissy, really. Chrissy has it mm-hmm. as well.
0: It's, yeah. And, and even like Abby yep one of our other ones very much so and um you know she has a cute saying all the time um she's older now and i love it i think it's super <laughs> true. but she'll come up to me and she'll go mom can i have a hug and i'm like yes of course you can have a hug she goes cuz hugs are needed yeah, you know she
1: says hugs are important oh <laughs> cuz i gave it cuz she always says her she's very um precise in her vocabulary and she'll say hugs are important <laughs> like and she kind
0: of giggles and she gives like a hug and she enjoys just that connection and I mean I think we give hugs I don't even know how many times a day but I take it as such an honor that I get to do that and naturally as a mother physical touch is not my first right. love language mm-hmm. um, and so it's very stretching to me at first yeah. um, when I first became a mom of course uh, it's very easy to love on babies snuggle with um and do all that stuff but as your children get older understanding what um they need and being able to come out of your comfort zone to do that I think is so important yeah. because if not I would miss out on a filling up her love language but number two that connection with her and um and same thing with Drews. Mm-hmm. he he definitely um feels like you know we should all like get big bear hugs all the time he is like all boy, our son is all boy. And so like he hugs like a boy, like tough and kind of like just all boy. I'm like, okay, it's hug time, you yeah. know? And I think that's just so important to understand that um, physical touch is one of those languages that are easy to give. But to be aware of how much it matters to that person. But, but
1: like so for our three, we got to identify this. And so even I mean now that Jackie and I know that you know Jerus's main one, Abby's main one is is physical touch. Is Chrissy's main one physical touch as well? Hers is secondary. It's pretty high though for yeah, her.
0: Yeah, but it's a secondary.
1: And uh, so I mean it's it's all these little things that we do strategically now. I mean like for instance, a lot of times if we're sitting around having a family conversation or sitting on a couch doing something. Um, I'm typically going to sit pretty close to like say a Druce or an Abby or you are. One of us parents are going to. And if I'm not, then Jackie is. But we know that they need touch. Like when we go to church, it's almost always like Abby, Chrissy or Druce next to me because the whole time I rub their back or I hold their hand, and we're worshiping and doing everything we do. But usually one of my hands is on them almost the whole time. And you do the same exact thing. Yes, I do the same thing for them. And then our kids who aren't physical touch, they sit in the middle. And they're happy and content as can be. They don't feel like they're missing anything. They don't feel like they're being any less loved because it's not their love language. They don't feel any competition. Like tonight, um, I think Abby gave you a hug first in the kitchen. And then she walked around and it wasn't enough. She's like, come over to me. She's like, I need a hug. And she always puts her little hands on her hips. Like she's standing there and she goes, Dad, you know, I need a hug because hugs are important. And then Mm -hmm. she gives me this big hug and I'm kind of rubbing her back. And it was funny because like Bella was there behind her and Chrissy was there. And Bella kind of looked at it and just was like, okay. You know, walked past us like nothing, no big deal. But Chrissy waited. Like she waited she there, a hug too. and as soon as, as as Abby was done, she walked away. Chrissy came up and gave me a hug, that you know. Great. And then she knew because I was gonna So Like she got in line, like literally. And it just goes to show again that you know this this is something that matters. Like when we we'll do um, some Bible time in the morning. Sometimes you know the one of our strategies is like I will let like Drew sit on my lap, right? Because right? he. It's, we're going to have the time anyways, so why don't I fill his love tank while we're having the time if we're going to be doing something together?
0: Well, and a lot of times, even then when there's situations, you know, giving them their love language, even when you do have to talk about difficult things or correction, you know, not withholding it is so important, you know, just because, you know, somebody does something that does not live up to our standards doesn't mean that we stop hugging them or rubbing their backs or, you know. true rubbing feet with them, we don't hold back. Love languages should be unconditional. That's you right. know, we we give them freely. Now, there's there's situations, we're going to discuss them, but we don't stop doing what makes them feel secure and confident and loved because that would just make them feel so insignificant and uncared for and unloved.
1: Well, I mean, the goal, right, is for us all to protect our connection. And one way to be able to do that between you and I is we are, like, we're going to protect our kids' f- love tanks we're gonna fail them despite anything in fact we see it so strongly that even if we ever withheld what we know is what fills your love tank that's like punishment to them and we're not gonna put them in that
0: well no none of us like it either yeah. i mean even as an adult you know if if one of us stopped giving love to each other in the need that they saw it most yeah that that would make us both act in a way that's not really who we are right and so I mean, this is a great start to this one. Yeah. I mean, physical touch is one of those great love languages that um, is, it takes very little to do, but it means so much. That's right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. On to the next one. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening and thanks for your love and support. We hope that today's episode added tremendous value to you and your family. It would mean so much to us if you would partner with us on our mission of helping parents around the globe raise champion children in this crazy world.
0: To do so, simply take a moment to like and share this podcast with everyone in your network. And we have great news. You get more of us. You can expect new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. So be sure to consistently tune in with us and enjoy our show. See you next time.